What's up, my fellow lionesses and lions? Welcome to the Project Lioness podcast. We are here to disrupt the mainstream narrative when it comes to health, holism, and human consciousness. We are here to share bold truths about health and life from a female perspective. This episode is brought to you by our team, Inspire Co., where we stand for your health being inspired by choice rather than being inhibited by chance. Thank you for being here and joining in on these raw, real, and powerful conversations. We hope our show brings you inspiration and empowerment to overcome challenges, reclaim your life, and ultimately pursue your mission with power, purpose, and play. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, hello, hello. I did. Ah, yeah. yes. Hello. Okay. Um, I'm asking the Instagram world what we're going to be talking about. Oh, I like it. It's going to be interesting to know what they say. What if they were like, you're talking about penetration? <laughs> How did they know? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Just kidding. Perfect. Hello, everybody. Welcome today. It is just me, Jess, and... Dr. Aaron. Mel is in Costa Rica. Ashley is doing Ashley things, which means she's probably like making amazing food or playing with her cats. I think her and Scott might have like a good bit of time to just like do something today too with the office being closed. That's really nice. Yeah. It's nice to do things with your partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just us here today, and this is fun. Um, and this episode, I'm actually going to be interviewing Dr. Aaron, which is awesome because I feel like out of everybody on the team, I probably know you the least well. Mm-hmm. Least? I know you the least. <laughs> <laughs> the least well. Well, and like I'm the newest one to the team too, so yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and you spend time like in the office with Air- Ashley, you're Aaron, with Ashley <laughs> and Dr. Mel and uh, even Michael spent a good amount of time with you. So this will be, be good. Yeah. Yes. Cool. So on our first episode of Project Lioness, Mel and Ashley and I kind of started by explaining who we are. So who are you, Erin? Oh, I am the phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, In all seriousness, I am, you know, I'm human just like everyone else. And um, I guess my professional role is a chiropractor. So I just joined the team here in the office doing the same sort of chiropractic that Dr. Mel does, network spinal. Um, So that's, I guess, what I do more than who I am. So kind of, you know, like I am a phoenix in like joking manner and like who I am, like I've, I've gone through a good bit of things. So rising from the ashes and being able to like share my gifts with the world on the other side of that, which is exciting and powerful and leaning into high vibrational words and feeling confident to do that as well. Yeah. It's hard to talk about yourself sometimes. It is, (laughs) but you're really good at bringing high vibrations. And I think everybody can, can see that. Um, I was going to ask you a good question, and now I cannot remember what it was. That's okay. Um, Have you, so like, obviously, to be a network spinal, you have to have a really good grasp on what like innate health is. Do you Mm -hmm. feel like you've always had an innate health in your life? No. Short answer is no. Um, Long answer 
is when I was probably maybe like 16, 17 years old, that's when the innate like be your own healer started to like really download into my being. I played a lot of sports growing up. I dealt with a lot of back pain related to the scoliosis that I developed. And playing basketball specifically, I remember just being like always sore, always popping ibuprofen, probably not drinking as much water as I should, eating junk food, um, drinking soda, like root beer was my jam. (laughs) And I just like one day realized maybe I should readdress like what I'm digesting, what I'm eating, what I'm drinking, and also recognize that the fact I am having to take maybe five to six ibuprofen a day just to mask the symptoms of pain and what's that going to do for my long-term health. So I felt very fortunate because we didn't have like necessarily healthy lifestyle, like sort of upbringing, sort of food, like a lot of processed foods in the house. Um, like I would have a Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwich like in the morning Yum. and in <laughs> retrospect, I'm like, wow, that's not good no. for you. <laughs> they taste so good though. They taste so good. And like, uh, was it fruity pebbles? Like that was my jam <sighs> yeah. for breakfast. Um, so there's a lot of things in retrospect. I'm like, I, wow, no. <laughs> <laughs> How old did you say you were when you started to like realize that? Probably it was had to have been like 16 to 17 years old because I I was going through, like I said, like a lot of pain with respect to like my scoliosis. Like I went to PT and it would help for like a day and then the next day it would be right back. So then I'm taking more ibuprofen, just masking the symptoms and that sucked. Yeah. It's like there has to be another way. And I was getting headaches too because my cervical spine was, I mean, looking at x-rays, you know, later down the road, there's a lot going on there too. And the headaches were awful. So I would just like lay down sometimes with like towel rolled under my neck or something just to like make it feel better or again, masking the symptoms. And I was like, maybe I should drink water. And then I started drinking more water. And I was like, oh, I, f- I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. So yeah. Dr. Aaron is now taking clients or, or practice members mm-hmm. in Inspire Life, which is really exciting. We just did a like a practice exam together and you were holding the spinal cord and explaining it so beautifully. But you were saying, you know, like say you've had an injury or you're, you know, I'm thinking of your scoliosis mm-hmm. and how it was turned for so long. And when you just try to pop it back into place, it hasn't been there, right? And the muscles have been holding in it and supporting it in that pattern. So it just wants to go back to where it was. So I'm just thinking about like laying on a towel and doing all the things that you're doing, but your muscles have been in this certain position for so long. My, like your body's innately intelligent and it wants to protect you. And sometimes that means going into a position that is uncomfortable. I mean, when you start experiencing pain, one of the acronyms that, we like to use is pay attention inside now. Like there's something internally that isn't okay (laughs) that your body's alerting you to. It's like the fire siren. And sometimes it has to get loud enough for you to actually pay attention to it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. And I think we've gotten as a culture, so pain used to be just a part of being a human, right? And 
people used to be really good at paying attention to their pain when they had the opportunity to. But as a culture, we're so comfortable now. Like we're so much more safe physically than we've ever been as a human. Well, for the most part, like we have those abilities to be safe. And um, going off of that, like the instant gratification that we get, Mm -hmm. it really does make us kind of avoid any sort of discomfort. Yeah. Um, So pain... We, we demonize it, we pathologize it, and we make it into something that um, we want to avoid rather than something that can really be a message and an indicator of, of a higher need. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like in the chiropractic realm too, pain is the last thing that shows up when other things are happening. So when you start like correcting pain, it's also the first thing to go away before yeah. you're like actually fully functioning and at that optimal health. So pain is an indicator and it's not everything. Yeah. So some people are like, well, I don't have pain, so I must be fine. I'm like, well, I love that you don't have pain. And yeah, that doesn't mean that there's not more to look at. Um, I remember, so my first adjustment was when I was 18 years old and wow. (laughs) (laughs) When I think back on it, I'm like, how did I not get adjusted before this? But I mean, there is a lot of fear mongering surrounding chiropractic and that's why I didn't get adjusted until I was 18 years old. Um, but my first, they, my chiropractor, shout out to Dr. Ryan Sweet. He adjusted my top vertebrae and it felt like a light switch, you know, like those dimmer switches. Yeah. It felt like I was on the lowest dimmer and all of a sudden everything was brighter and my head wasn't hurting. My head wasn't fuzzy. Mm. And I'm like, is this what life is supposed to look like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it was insane. And I was going to school like that coming like quarter. I was starting undergrad to become a pharmacist. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if you knew that about me. I think I feel like you've mentioned it before, but mm-hmm. it's I'm like. I just let it go. Yeah. Because you're here now. Let it go. (laughs) I don't know if Mel likes that song, so we'll just keep that to him. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it it was funny because I knew like innately your body's so smart and it wants to heal and it wants to adapt if you give it the proper resources to do so. So going into pharmacy and undergrad, I had that philosophy of one, There's so many other things that we could be doing to support our health. And unfortunately, I won't like dive really deeply into it, but our society is way over medicated when you could simply do a lot of lifestyle changes. And this is not to bash medicine by any means, because there's always a a time and a place for it. Right. And I love the advancements in modern medicine. Like I think Dr. Mel says, if I get hit by a bus or something, please do not take me to the chiropractor. Yeah. Like, please take me to the hospital. Like, give me medication. Yeah. But when you look at it in, like, the sum of, you know, American culture especially, there's just so much wrong. I'll put it blankly. Um, And I wanted to be that voice of reason. Be like, hey, let's, like, drink drink water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Eat healthy. Exercise. And feel that pain. Like a lot of the medications that we're given today are to squash down the symptoms that we're having. And our symptoms are 
our most direct communication that we can mm-hmm. get. And it's like, they are literally telling you <laughs> what you need, but you know, we've just been told that, and it's reiterated through all these advertisements that we see that like, if you're having these symptoms, these symptoms, these symptoms, like it's time to make them go away rather than time to see what they actually mean. Mm -hmm. Um, And so on that, because you were mentioning that a lot of people were like, I'm not in pain. I don't need anything. Um, What are some indicators that might come before pain that you commonly see with clients or that you know, if people are experiencing it, that they might seek you out for? Mm-hmm. Um, a really simple one is just range of motion issues. Um, a lot of people, especially when you go to the gym, will recognize this first when there's like lack of alignment or they feel like maybe the right side is easy to lift from, but the left side isn't. And like, they just notice the structure in their body is not right. Um, Other things, like I still experience this to this day um, because I dealt with a lot of proprioception sort of issues, which is a lack of awareness of where your body's at in space. I would hit my hips on everything. And I was like, oh, I just have wide hips. That's why. <laughs> just just got some big old burden yeah. hips over here. <laughs> like, I can't help it. But it, honestly, it felt like I was a magnet to yeah. walls, to like tables, to literally anything. Um, in chiropractic school, there were <laughs> these like, they're almost waves that like come off the wall. Yeah. And when you round the corner, there's one. And I would hit my hip on that all the time. And that's also when I knew, Hey, I should probably get adjusted because I don't know where my body's at in space and I can't navigate like through life, you know, appropriately. Um, personally, another thing that I dealt with a lot was like stuttering. So Mm -hmm. if there's just like delay in being able to respond to things, um, those are ways to like look at, um, overall function basically, like how are you functioning in the world? Um, and even like stress, I'm trying to think of other examples, but yeah, those I like, are like the main. Yeah. So like building off of proprioception. So proprioception again is like where your body is in space and your relation to like what you need to do with your body in your environment. Then we have neuroception mm-hmm. and that's, um, your ability to sense your, the safety within your environment. So do you ever see clients that have some issues with neuroception? Yes. Um, like overall, like safety is yeah. what you're saying. Yes. Um, I think being comfortable within their own body one yeah, and also like feeling comfortable in the space around them is a big thing. Like anxiety, that that's the biggest thing that I can think of that people will like they know when they're feeling anxious and yeah. there can be a ton of different triggers for that sort of anxiety, mm-hmm. um, whether it's, you know, being in social situations or thinking about the future or just doing work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm sure people on this podcast can relate to that. Yeah, I think the anxiety, it, it could come, again, from many things, from mm-hmm. proprioceptive issues, mm-hmm. from neuroceptive, some interoception, which we're going to get into in a second here. And some exteroception. Mm-hmm. But like when you're thinking of safety and neuroception, it might be an over response of safety. Like mm-hmm. you feel like you're in danger when you're not. Yeah. Like you're sensing danger in your environment when there really isn't. So, yeah. Well, and especially like with kids, you see anxiety. It doesn't play out the same way as it does for adults. Yeah. But you can see it in like hyperactivity and not being able to actually like 
feel calm and yeah like engage with like efficient communication right and having to be up and moving and touching things and whatnot like that's just like their best like physical like touch you know movement touch is like the best way that they can express that yeah Mm -hmm. I also recently heard that um histamine reactions like allergies Mm -hmm. can be a sign of anxiety which is really interesting Mm -hmm. and then I have I would say my older son is expressing some like symptoms of anxiety instead of like not able to sit still it's almost like he could sit. it's like a like a collapse like mm-hmm. sitting too still and I don't know if he's like sensing it in his external world or internal world so let's go in so we've done proprioception your body in space we've done neuroception your sense of safety in your environment and now interoception mm-hmm. and that is your ability to sense what's going on inside of your body mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and I think that's kind of to me, it feels like where a lot of people are getting lost. 100%. That's why I'm like, oh, Uh, man. (laughs) Where to to begin? Because, like, people are disconnected from their body. Mm -hmm. Like, they're looking outward instead of coming inward. And a lot of, like, that seeking to not be with um, sort of energy. Like, I was actually just talking about that last night with a friend. Um, And it's tough. It's really tough to take the moment to actually recenter and be with that and whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. I feel like you are really good at helping people get in touch with what they're like mm-hmm. experiencing mm-hmm. in their body when you're on the table with them. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, and it's, it's so important. So if you had like a quick tip on something people could do right now to improve their interoception, does anything come to mind? Um, one, slow down and breathe. <laughs> yeah like I would say breath is just the foundation for anything so recognizing where is your breath to begin with and can you travel that breath somewhere else in your body too mm-hmm. um especially like areas where there are more like more tension yeah. right um and that's I mean everyone knows how to breathe right but sometimes we aren't breathing efficiently and we don't recognize that yeah but everyone can control their breathing, which is like something that anyone can go home and do as well. If you're driving, maybe don't like <laughs> focus too much like on changing your breath. Yes. Yeah. We don't want to distract your driving. Yes. But yeah, it's like the one organ system that obviously you don't have to think to breathe, but you can have conscious control of it too. You can't really control your heart rate you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't control what your liver is doing at certain times. So it's cool that we do have that sort of like conscious control yeah. of breath. That's awesome. Yeah. One thing I think of is, um, engaging your internal systems. So your sensory systems. And so I always do like the five, four, three, two, one, if you feel yeah. out of your body. And I don't remember if it's like five, what the five, four, three, two, one are specifically, but I usually do like five things I can see, mm-hmm. four things that I can touch, three things that I can hear, two things that I can smell, and one thing that I can taste. Mm-hmm. And just engage that sensory system as much as possible to like bring yourself back into your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on the topic of like sensory and if you're driving, one thing that you can also practice is like finding new things along like your normal everyday commute so a lot of the time you're just like in autopilot and you're not aware of your surroundings 
But if you could recognize like two to three things that you haven't noticed before, then that's going to put you so much more like one in your body, but also engaging with that external world yeah, in like a more cohesive sort of way. I would need that. I'm definitely the person who will like, I drive to inspire life multiple times a week. Right. Mm -hmm. And so driving home, I take the exact same route Mm -hmm. and I will, sometimes I'll be like, how did I get home? Like I'll get, be in my driveway and I'll be like, well, I don't even really remember like driving. Mm -hmm. And, and the interesting thing that I'm thinking about now is that when that happens to me and say there's like another driver on the road who's driving irresponsibly, hopefully it's not me. I'm usually a pretty good driver, but, (laughs) but like, um, when I have to tune in suddenly, Mm -hmm. like almost out of my like days of just like driving on my normal route, I have to tune in suddenly it's really shocking for my system because mm-hmm. I haven't been totally paying attention to the outside world. Mm-hmm. So it's like almost like a um, definitely a fear response. Yeah. Definitely a big sympathetic Like a response. big like startle. Yeah. Like, whoa, where am I? What's happening? <laughs> oh my God, look at that bad drive. And then, and then I get angrier because I'm like, yeah. They're, they distracted me out of my distraction. Like, ah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny um, when people are getting checked. So like, I'm going to refer to chiropractic care, obviously, because that's my lens. But sometimes people get up and off the table and they're like, was that picture always there or is that new? <laughs> or like they'll yeah. ask Ashley like, oh, is this like hedgehog new? <laughs> and it's like, no, like this has been here for a long time, but you are a different person when you're able to have a more efficient and clear nervous system, you're yeah. able to actually show up and engage differently, which is powerful. Yeah. And I think sometimes we take that for granted. For sure. Your internal mm-hmm. world is engaging differently. And so is your external world bringing us to exteroception, yes. which is our ability to sense what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Is it, isn't it like our sensory systems engagement with our external world, mm-hmm. which I guess we were just kind of tapping into. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And like being able to engage like cohesively with our external world is what creates safety yeah. inside. Right. Yep. It's like, is that tiger running after me or am I, am I in the clear? (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully we're in the clear here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Awesome. So like you're really good at helping people on the table connect with their bodies, both like internally, externally, um, providing sense of safety. And also like you were saying, like, how is your body like interacting with the world around it? That Mm -hmm. proprioceptive, like what is it? Like kinesia, kinesia. Kines- 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 something. Kines- something with a K, yeah. like kinesi- um Kinesiology. Kinesiology. <laughs> <laughs> the study of human movement. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, We're when, smart. Yeah, we are smart. One day, like Mel said, we'll have fact checkers who will be like, it's kinesthesia. Kines- there we go. That might be it. <laughs> um, but when did you yourself know you wanted to be a chiropractor? So I did at least my first year of undergrad pursuing pharmacy and I went back home that summer and I was talking with my chiropractor and he dropped the little nugget. I mean, he kept always, he was always dropping little nuggets because he knew my philosophy and he was like, I don't think you're aware, but your philosophy is a chiropractic philosophy that, you know, find the root cause and correct that. And innate intelligence can heal the body, right? Right. Like the power that made the body heals the body. It's hard to do that in pharmacology. Yes. 
so I mean the first year of school you're just doing prereq so yeah there was like a pharmacy orientation class that was the most pharmacy that I had done and after going home home that summer he was like you should probably check out a chiropractic school because I think that's where you'll find alignment Uh alignment (laughs) anyways so I went and I visited school and it was actually the school that he graduated from and I went by myself because you know I'm I'm a solo traveler and I know that on my own I can make like the best decisions um so I went down there and there was a portion of like the perspective student like session where people could get up and like share their stories, share like maybe an aha moment that they had during that that time. And a parent came up and she was a pharmacist and her daughter was interested in chiropractic school. And she was actually sharing how she went into the profession, hoping to serve people and help people. And she felt like she wasn't actually living out that like life mission and purpose that she had for herself and she was so glad that her daughter found something where she was going to like physically be able to like help others in a way that she didn't feel like she could and I'm sitting there 18 19 year old Aaron and I'm like holy crap like this (laughs) could literally be me in 30 years if I don't listen to like that like innate sort of knowing that I'm having at this experience and there are just so many people that I connected with and I was like wow like we have the same philosophies same like-mindedness and it felt like home you know like home like with others and it was a powerful weekend my parents picked me up from the airport and I started crying and I'm (laughs) like I know what I want to do for the rest of my life and they're like yo you okay (laughs) (laughs) oh because but I feel like a lot of people don't have that depth of an experience when they're considering what they want to do with their life. 100%. And I felt very fortunate that like I had such a big emotional response to this because like the work that we do is so much larger than us. And to be able to like hold space for others and to have found this at such a young age, to be honest, like I just feel so grateful. Like, I, I don't know how it happened. It just kind of happened. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the pull and the draw, just kind of like how I'm here today. For sure. And just, you know, a little vortex. Do you remember at all how that pull and that draw felt in your body? Overwhelming, but exciting. Yeah. Like bursting into tears when my parents <laughs> picked me up. Like I, it's almost like a radiation. I'm like, I, I don't know how why where <laughs> where <laughs> am, am I, I? <laughs> who am I what's happening but truly yeah yeah, that's yeah. So cool and like I feel a lot of like my feelings and emotions like in my gut my mm-hmm. little water center and everything and that's 100% where I experience like that feeling yeah and there were moments through undergrad where you're not doing anything related to what you actually want to do in your life, no matter what your major is. Like, unless if you're doing an internship and on the field, you're just doing book work. Yeah. Theology. (laughs) Theology. Like, (laughs) there's so many things that I learned that I will never use. Not to say that it wasn't worth it. I made amazing friends and all that. But, like, you get pulled away from what, like, you're purposes right so there are so many times during school where I'm like do I still want to be a chiropractor 
And then I would go to say like that same seminar weekend and I would have like at least one or two amazing connections with people who reminded me that I'm 100% on like the right track. So there are like all these little experiences when my doubt would go under that would pull me right back up and be like, yes, Aaron, like you're doing all the right things. You're on the correct path. Just see it to fruition. Like you got this, you're on, you're, you're doing it. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot. If you had to in a sentence or in a paragraph, as many words as you would like to describe the purpose and intent of network spinal care of network spinal care. I would just sum it up as allowing the person's innate potential to come to full potential and there's no ceiling to it either. So giving like the resources and the strategies where they can actually be their own best healer. Yeah. Amazing. And how does that fit into like your, the vision you hold and have for yourself? My vision has changed and evolved over time and it's gotten more and more like powerful over time too, because I mean, you can only attract what you are. And I feel like I've gone through a lot of growth and my vision and I think my purpose is just to hold that space to allow other people to find like that inner Phoenix for themselves and reach their full potential no matter what like die off experiences <laughs> they've had, like it, yeah. you can still rise from the ashes and fly <laughs> multiple times Soar. over and over, over again. and over. Just like Dumbledore's Phoenix in Harry yes. Potter. He dies multiple times. Honestly, and my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so beautiful. Like yeah. you're going to do it gracefully. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it's not gracefully and it feels like really messy and hard, (laughs) like that's, yeah. And that also is like where the biggest learning moments come from, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. So like, what would you say if you had to expand and you don't have to share everything, but like your bigger vision and like, I know you just shared kind Mm -hmm. of what it is, but like, what, what do you see yourself doing in your career? Yeah. That's also in the works and ever evolving because over the yeah. last couple of months, like I'm doing something very different <laughs> yes, than I intended. We are not in, was it Tennessee it right was now? Tennessee, yeah. yeah. I was going to open up my practice in Knoxville, Tennessee. My belongings are still in storage. Maybe by the time that this episode is released, no. Probably not. We still won't have them. <laughs> um, but I, I want to impact more than just like, who I can see in an office space. Yeah. Um, being physical and like with people is where like my highest passion is. So just being able to serve hopefully in other locations and other countries and doing like, I would love to do like hands-on teaching. I hate public speaking. <laughs> so I don't know if I could like get up in front of crowds yeah. and teach like that, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe who I am in a year from now would say something completely different. Yeah. What we have to do is introduce you to my alter ego mm-hmm. who like, if anybody knows me, I'm extremely introverted. Mm-hmm. I am pretty, 
I want to, I'm not shy at all, but when I meet people, sometimes I have a hard time like navigating through the energy of all the new people that I'm meeting Mm -hmm. and I can feel overwhelmed or sometimes I'm like trying to read into what I'm sensing Mm -hmm. rather than just like staying present in the moment. Um, so the idea of public speaking used to be terrifying to me, like, cause I, I can't like sense things from a field like Ashley Mm -hmm. and Mel are pretty good at that. I can sense things when I'm like interacting with people. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in a room with a lot of people, I feel like I get a lot of energy like coming through to me in that. Um, So alter egos. I have an alter ego who is an amazing public speaker and loves it. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. We're at odds sometimes, but every time I get up there to do it, she just, she takes over. So we'll, we'll get into some of your alter egos. Yeah. That w- that would be awesome because me and who I am, I hate it, <laughs> but I will do it. Yeah. And you're so good. Just like in the back office, explaining things in a way that's really like approachable and understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I like to just, I don't want to say dumb it down, but yeah. kind of, right? Yeah. I mean, speak to, speak to your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. Like I just graduated chiropractic school and we use all these big words because, you know, doctor lingo and then to come out of school and be like, okay, now I have to translate this to people who don't know my (laughs) doctor lingo, um, which I actually really love to do. Um, It's just, it's much more relatable. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Just one more question. If there was like, and this is kind of, it's just coming to my head. So I'm just going to ask it. <laughs> if there was like one moment in your life that you had to attribute to where you are now and who you are now, could you pinpoint that moment? That's a hard question. One moment. Or event or like, yeah. That's hard. That's really hard. Um, I think the biggest like transition that I've experienced. Hi, Argog. <laughs> Argog is is the name of the spider plant that's sitting between us, and he's reaching out and touching both of us. Yeah, I feel very connected to him right now. <laughs> um, well, that's hard because there have been so many different like phases of my life that served in really big ways and like the first one was obviously like my first adjustment like that was 100% life-changing and then I reached a time where I plateaued and then I found the work that Dr. Mal and I do Mm -hmm. and I remember I went to more of like a immersive sort of like weekend experience and I was sobbing and crying moving energy connecting with people as well and that was also during COVID and just that you can't really call COVID an event but I mean in South Carolina it was kind of an event like a couple week long (laughs) long event I guess Um, but that period like there were I was resourced enough to actually like find opportunities to dive deeper into what's going on and find what was working in my system and not shame myself Yeah, because I had this narrative for a while of like, what am I doing wrong? Why am I not getting better? Why do I still experience these things? 
why won't my atlas hold a fucking adjustment? <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah. But there's just like so many bodily sensations that I was still experiencing like symptoms and everything. And I just felt like I was like reaching this wall. And then after getting under this care and also having, you know, the COVID time to spend more time feeling that pain and going inward and writing letters to people I uh, supposedly hated, but I don't actually hate, you know, Um, really just like diving into that, like that has 100% changed the person that I am today. Like I kind of wish that you knew who I was before (laughs) because she's different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just to like witness that transformation. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to do a shameless plug here. You came to our immersion in the fall. Mm -hmm. Did that feel like a, an experience of expansion for you? 100%. Yeah. And especially when I was experiencing, you know, an upcoming graduation and like a huge life shift and being able to like step into, I mean, I kind of talked about this gosh, episode three or four, (laughs) you know, like stepping into that doctor role and owning your authenticity. I feel like even since that moment, I'm very, very different, you know, in, in the best of ways, but yeah. 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 It's so hard though to like say this, this moment. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think, and if you were to ask me that same question, I feel like I would have an answer, but you're right. Like it's been, it's, the, the changes in our lives don't come from big moments. They come from small moments mm-hmm. grouped together that have created a big transformation. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Well, that's all I have today. Anything else you want to share? No. Just love you guys. Thanks for <laughs> listening. <laughs> well, we are so happy that you're here. This is Jess and Dr. Erin, and we are here to guide you in reclaiming your power, inspire you to pursue your authentic purpose, and ultimately invite you to play all out in life. Until next time, see you later. Bye. Thank you for joining the Project Linus podcast. Did you find value in today's episode? Help us impact the lives of others by sharing this podcast with someone you know who would resonate and benefit from the Project Linus message. Excited to hear more? We invite you to subscribe on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And we'd be so grateful for you to leave us a review about what you enjoy most, as well as what you'd like to hear more of. Thank you so much for all of your support. Sincerely yours in power, purpose, and play. Dr. Mel with the Project Lioness podcast. Keep rising, keep roaring, and keep inspiring.